This is Brandon M. Crooker, and you're listening to the Apostolic Theory Podcast. Today we have a very special guest with us. We have Brother Charles Robinette. Um, I connected with him. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a link to a uh, program on Facebook that uh, he's been doing, um, Apostolic Mentoring, and I've been watching that for the last several weeks. It's great material. Uh, maybe he'll talk a little bit about that, um, but uh, it's been a blessing to me and I'm sure many others. So, uh, Brother Robinette, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, um, where you have been, uh, where God's leading you, uh, and, 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 and we'll talk into uh, the subject that we're going to be talking about shortly after that. Yes, sir. Well, Pastor, thank you for having me today. I'm really excited to be here, and I'm really excited about the topics we're going to talk about, about being apostolic, about apostolic mentoring, radically apostolic uh, ministry behavior, and so I'm pumped about that. Uh, that's kind of the my heart and soul is, is apostolic ministry. So uh, my wife and I have, and our precious two daughters, I have a 16-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old daughter. We have been um, in Germany for almost 27 years. Uh, Germany, Austria, Liechtenstein, and Switzerland. Um, April 1st, um, I just resigned as general superintendent of those four fields and resigned as an appointed missionary to those four fields. Um, But over the last five years, we have been uh, more and more uh, engaging in crusades and apostolic training all around the world. And so we are now transitioning from an appointed missionary to the European region in Germany, Austria, Liechtenstein, and Switzerland to international evangelists full time. And what our passion is going to be is crusades. We're going to um, be really uh, pressing and pushing to do at least 12 crusades a year where we can see hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name, do apostolic training in nations all around the world, and really um, empower and equip the army of God to see billions of souls be added to the church before the coming of the Lord. And so that's my passion. That's what my wife's passion is. That's what my daughter's passion is. And we want to just give ourselves fully to seeing a genuine global harvest before the sound of the trumpet. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, so let's let's just talk a little bit about uh, what does it mean uh, to be radically apostolic, and why is that important? Amen. Well, to be radically apostolic to me is to embody, to imitate, to become uh, what the apostles were. We should be, and um, I, I really feel strongly that that is what God is calling his church, his end-time army, to to become is radically apostolic. And so, um, you know, I, I feel passionate about becoming what the apostles were, acting like the apostles, speaking like the apostles, seeing signs and wonders like the apostles, because really, here's, here's the facts. Um, every single, um, almost every single time, that there was a massive revival in the book of Acts. It was preceded by a a miraculous demonstration. Acts 2, you have this 
a miraculous outpouring of the Holy Ghost. This miraculous outpouring of the Holy Ghost causes all of Jerusalem to say, what is this? And in the midst of this, uh, their, their desperation, once they saw the miracle, once they saw this apostolic, this radically apostolic behavior, you see a 3,000 soul revival. And if you look at it through the entire book of Acts, every time there was a miraculous demonstration, there was a citywide revival. There was there was a massive outpouring, multiplied. The church was multiplied. Houses were added. Families were added. Cities were added. And so I feel like if we're going to see a global harvest, and what I mean by global harvest is, I mean billions. Let's quit talking about reaching hundreds of thousands a year. That doesn't even make sense. We're talking about a world that is filled with 8 billion souls. Why in the world are we satisfied with a 10% revival in our city, a 10% revival in our nation? Why would we even count that a victory to see 10% of 8 billion be, be raptured? That doesn't make sense to me. I think that we need to, to embody and become uh, the apostles' doctrine and the apostles' demonstration so that we can see the type of revivals the apostles saw where the entire city was turned upside down, where all of Asia heard the gospel and heard the word. And so I am I am eaten up. I'm, I'm alive with this passion to see the end time church become as powerfully, radically apostolic as we can be so that we can genuinely see a global harvest that impacts 8 billion souls. That's what we should be talking about in these last days. Not just talking about it. That's what we should be prophetically declaring. We shouldn't be praying for 10% of our city. Get up in the morning and start saying, I prophesy this entire city is going to be added to the kingdom of God. I prophesy that everybody's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues. Prophesy over the churches in your city. Prophesy over the denominal pastors in your city. Stop talking and being satisfied with a 10% vision. Get a 100% vision because I, I guarantee you that is God's vision for your city. If you have anything less than a 100% vision for your city, you don't have God's vision. You have man's vision. Wow. Well, hey, the Bible says that it's God's will that none should perish, but that all yes. should come yes. to repentance. Yes. That's God's vision. Wow. So if we, we've got to, as a corporate body, as apostolic yes. Pentecostals, we've got to get a hold of, of what it means to yes. be radical. The, yes. the, the, the New Testament church in the book of Acts, they were radical. Oh, they, weren't, they weren't afraid of the things that they said, uh, I count it, they counted it in an honor to be able to suffer for Christ. Yes. That's radical. Yes. That is radical. If you were to ask a lot of people in the church today, they would, they would say, yeah, I would suffer. But it, I feel like if it came down to it. Yes. They wouldn't. Yes. So if we want to see this revival, which it's, it's ready. Yeah. The fields are white. It's ready. Anybody who thinks it's not time for harvest, you got your head in the sand or something because the reality is you could have, there is no, the whole world is primed for revival right now. Everybody is, they're, they're, they're struggling, they're discouraged, they're fearful, they're, they're confused, they don't know what's going on, politics are going crazy, finances are going crazy. Guess what? We got the greatest thing going. 
we could have the biggest revivals, not tomorrow, right now. We should be filling stadiums. We should be talking about doing statewide uh, harvest where we bust everybody into a stadium and just have tens and twenties of thousands of people get the Holy Ghost at one time. That's what we should be talking about is crusades all around the world. Amen. I I feel like this is a this is um, a vision that a lot of us need to. Uh, if we don't have, we've got to get a hold of it. Yes, sir. Um, because it's like you said, we cannot be satisfied. No. With ten percent of a hundred. Never. And pastor, here's the here's the reality. We cannot say that everybody in the world's going to get the Holy Ghost. We can't say that. We can't say everybody's going to obey, but we better have faith that God can reach everybody. We should have faith for it, and we should be planning for it. If we will have faith and plan, God will give us exactly what we plan for and exactly what we believe for. But if we're sitting back thinking, well, it's just almost impossible. I've got a million people in my city. I, I should be satisfied with 200 in my church. If, if that's our mindset, you're, you're going to get exactly what you believe for and exactly what you plan for but if you get a big vision if you let god give you his vision and impart his vision for a global harvest into your spirit and you start declaring that which is not as if it already is speaking to the north east south and west of your city and saying you give up god's fruit i guarantee you you're going to have a revival that won't fit in your building it's the kind of revival that the catholic church gets the holy ghost the baptist church gets the the Holy Ghost, the Mormons get the Holy Ghost, the Muslims get the Holy Ghost, and you're not going to be, you won't have time to be in charge of anything. God will be in charge of that revival, and then the trumpet will sound, and there will be multitudes, billions added to the church in that last hour. Yes, sir. We, what are the steps that you think that we could take? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. From this point forward to to get us yes, to, to that place. Yes, sir. Listen, you know, I know it's going to sound self-serving and I don't mean it that way. But it, the only way for me to say what I'm going to say is to say this. I just I just wrote this book called Radically Apostolic. And it's something that has been a 20, 25 year journey for me um, back to the days of being at the crusade with Billy Cole and seeing 110,000 people get the Holy Ghost in one service and blinded eyes opening by the hundreds, if not thousands, and deaf ears unstopped by the hundreds, if not thousands, and seeing the lame walk. And being a part of those Ethiopia crusades was, was just a game changer for me as a young man of God. And so there's been this 25 year journey where I've been trying to identify, listen, as a movement, there's nobody that has the doctrine like we have. We have the truth. We have the one God message. We have holiness. We have baptism in Jesus name. We have the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. But one of the areas that we have lacked in is that, um, is, is that 
practical understanding on how to actually be apostolic from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. We got the doctrine figured out, but we don't have the demonstration always figured out. And so God has been putting in my spirit to, to put material together for his kingdom so that in these last days there's step by step here's what you need to do and so some of the things that god put in my spirit that i felt like were key components in becoming radically apostolic where i could not just be doctrinally sound but i could also see demonstration of the spirit of the lord and the power of god and so one of those things that I put in that book was radical exposure. You, you, without radical exposure, there's no substitute for radical exposure. As a pastor, pastor, you, you need to get in your mind and be thinking, how do I align the young men and young women in my church with apostolic voices and apostolic practices? How do I, where, where can I send them? What crusade can I connect them with so that at a young age, they see blind eyes open and deaf ears unstop and they see the lame walk so that their faith is ignited. So when they come home to your church, they are ready to lift your arms and advance your vision. And they're ready to say, if my pastor sees a citywide revival, we see a citywide revival. And so it's, it's so important that we create these apostolic exposure moments for the next generation. Get them to a crusade. It's not just a missions trip. That, that's great. It's great that they see missions, but they need to be somewhere where they can catch. You have to understand some apostolic things are caught and not taught. You, you have to be where you can rub shoulders and you can have impartation. Some impartation is intentional and some is unintentional. And so you get in a crusade setting. And even if those apostolic men and women that are present are not intentionally imparting to you as their gifts begin to operate and as the apostolic fivefold ministry begins to operate, there are things in the spiritual atmosphere that are automatically transmitted into people that are hungry and passionate for truth and that God wants to use. And so you got to create that opportunity for them. Send them on a crusade at a young age. Send them to be a part of some city statewide, you know, Holy Ghost rally where they can see God's ministers operating in the demonstration and power of the spirit. So you got to have radical exposure. You have to have radical impartation that happens in a lot of those settings where it's intentional and unintentional, where the spirit is doing things. And then those those apostolic leaders are doing things as well. When my wife and I lead crusades all around the world, we do almost three, four days straight two hours a day in the morning before the crusade starts where we have apostolic voices begin to impart to those team members the gifts of the spirit and the fivefold ministry. They talk about how to do it. They talk about what they've seen and then they have those team members stand up and they release it upon them and then they empower them and equip them to begin to do it themselves. Not to have somebody else's testimony, but to have their own testimonies and I remember in our crusade in Bangladesh you know the the year last January where we had 7,000 Muslims and Hindus filled with the Holy Ghost 
Ghost, and, and we had 7,000 miracles, blind eyes and deaf ears, and the lame walked, and so many withered hands stretched forth, and diseases healed, and tumors gone, and but our almost our entire team, we had almost 45 team members, including the AIM workers, and that almost our entire team had never seen a miracle with their own eyes, Pastor, never. But we did these training sessions and we gave them that apostolic exposure and apostolic impartation. And I'll never forget one of our ministers telling that testimony. And it's in the book. I had him write this testimony, but he had never seen a miracle before. Not with his own eyes. He had heard about him and he shared other people's miracles, but he never had his own. And he, the night that we were going to have a miracle outpouring, I told all of those, those young ministers, you stand down in the front and I'm going to tell those Muslims and Hindus to come in. If they have a need to come and line up in front of you. And, and that minister was standing there and a father, a Muslim father brought a young boy 10 or 11 years old who had no ear on the right side of his head no ear not it was gone there was just a empty hole that was there and um that young man that young minister he said he said when i saw that empty head with no ear he said um i thought to myself god are you kidding me the first miracle there's can't you give me like pain or a headache or you know and you bring me a, a no ear on the side of a head and he said the lord spoke to him and said if you will just have faith you'll see bigger things than this and that young man put his hand on the side of that child's head and said in the name of jesus i command a creative miracle i command this ear to grow and he felt something moving under his hand and he jerked his hand away and looked and that ear had completely grown immediately and that muslim father when he saw that he was blown away and lifted up his hand and started shouting the name of Jesus and was filled with the Holy Ghost just like that. Then that boy got the Holy Ghost and a wave of the Spirit overtook that crowd. And so you got to have those exposure and impartation moments if you're ever going to walk in demonstration and power. Some of the other things that I put in that book that I feel are significant, no substitute for them. You must be radically submitted. I don't care who you think you are. I don't care what you think you can do. If you're not submitted, you're not worth anything in the kingdom of God. If you don't have a pastor that can say yes and a pastor that can say no. And these jokers that are going around with committees and they got a committee of people that that speak into their life and they just take whatever the you know they feel was good out of that whole group. That's no that's not biblical. There's no biblical precedent for that. But there is biblical precedent for a pastor and you got to have that pastor that can put you in check that can say no stop it's not right and so having a a radically submitted attitude and i i tweeted something last night uh, my wife always gets nervous when i start tweeting when i when i get something in my spirit she's always like oh here we go here we go i'm calling your pastor and he's gonna check that make sure it's right <laughs> but uh but i tweeted something last night about the reality is if if a young man or a young woman who's desperate for apostolic ministry does not have a healthy sorry sorry every time i say sir Siri comes on. Be quiet, woman. Every, I, I tweeted this thing last night. I said, um, 
I said, if you don't have a healthy fear of God and a healthy fear of the man of God, you will never do anything of any kingdom importance ever, hands down. We have a problem with with certain generations that have made themselves too familiar with the man of God. They have they have made themselves too comfortable with the man of God, and because they don't have a fear of an apostolic authority and an apostolic voice, they they are closed up to apostolic impartation, demonstration, and authority. And so you gotta have that radically submitted spirit. If you don't have it, you can't do anything in the kingdom of God. You are dangerous without a radically submitted spirit. And then you got to have some of the other things I wrote about was radical humility. That's if you can't get it yourself, don't worry. God will help you. He'll, he'll, get, he'll get you humble real fast. He'll, he'll break you down. And, uh, and so you got to have that radically submitted, radically humble spirit. And the other thing I wrote about was being radically sacrificial. Anybody who wants to be mightily used of God that is not a mighty giver that cannot open up their hands and give up their finances and give up their time and and sacrifice and be generous in the kingdom of God. Listen, when I was the superintendent of the German speaking nations over the last 12 years and missionary there for the last 20 years, listen, whenever somebody came to me and said they had a burden and wanted to come to Germany, the first question I asked them was, how much do you give to missions? And you may think, well, that's kind of personal. No, listen, you can't outgive God. So if you want to come and work in a field that we need a hundred million soul revival and you can't open up your wallet and give to the kingdom of God, you're not worth anything. You're going to come and be a problem. You're not going to be a blessing. And so I always started with that question. Tell me, what do you give to the kingdom? How many missionaries you support? And don't tell me you're a missionary and you don't support missions. You don't give to missions. You're, you can't have revival if you don't give. It's impossible. And so I write about those things in that book, Radically Apostolic. It'll be coming out in July and um, be available on barnesandnoble.com, all all the uh, digital platforms, Kindle, Apple, Amazon, it'll be available. Of course, you know, it'll be on our social media platforms where you can get it in the month of July. But, uh, but I'm really excited because I feel like God told me that this book was going to be a, a critical element of the transformation or for the transformation of his army in these last days, putting the tools in people's hands, not just uh, motivating them emotionally or giving them a spiritual high, but putting very uh, critical, uh, detailed tools in their hands and points in their hand that they can really move into apostolic ministry if they genuinely want to. Amen. And that's, I mean, that's what this podcast is all about. This podcast is all about encouraging, equipping, and empowering the apostolic church. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to have people that are rising up, willing to give that information, find that information, but demonstrate Yes. The exact because here's the thing. Yes. If I say I believe in miracles, but it comes time for a miracle and I'm not believing for the miracle, we're not gonna get the miracle. Oh, that's good, Pastor. That's good. Yep. That's right. Well, you know, here's the deal, Pastor. We got to be intentional. I don't know, you know, what everybody thinks that listens to your podcast, but I feel like we are 
we are right up against the rapture. We are we are just about to see the coming of the Lord, and we're just a few things aligning before the trumpet could sound. And so whatever we're going to do for the kingdom, we've got to do it right now. And it's not going to be something we stumble on. We've got to be intentional. We must have intentional revival, and that takes intentional training and intentional equipping. And so I'm very thankful for people like you, Pastor, that are doing a podcast that's about equipping and putting apostolic theory and, and, and methods and, and passion and, and principles into people's heart and spirit because we don't have time. We just don't have time for people that don't know what they're doing. You got to get your head out of the sand and let's do something for the kingdom. Amen. What are some ways that we can equip the the uh, the next generation of young men and women? How how can we go about outside of um, sending them on crusades uh, in in a home church setting. Yes. What 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 would be the steps that we take to prepare them? Uh, yeah, for well, this? pastor, I feel like you can intentionally provide apostolic exposure and impartation even on a local setting. Let me explain what I mean by that. My pastor, Bill Nix, William Nix one of the greatest men of God I've ever known in my life. And he passed away uh, earlier this year. And, um, and so, uh, but, but when I was growing up, when I came in the church at 14 and, and got the Holy ghost, my pastor who is not, you wouldn't look at my pastor and say, wow, he's an apostle. Wow. That guy operates in all the gifts of the spirit. You wouldn't look at him and say that about him. But my pastor was intentional about facilitating apostolic ministry and the exposure to the apostolic ministry, fivefold ministry and the gifts of the spirit locally. He brought in those heroes of the faith like Billy Cole and Lee Stone King and, and, and Vesta Mangan and Anthony Mangans and, and those uh, R.L. Mitchells back in the day. And those, yeah, he brought these men and women of God in and he created those exposure and impartation and equipping moments locally before I ever went in on a crusade, my pastor had planted the seed for apostolic ministry in my spirit. All I needed to do was see it. I'd already heard it. I'd already been infected with it. I'd already been hungry for it. But my godly, righteous, hungry for truth pastor who wanted his young people to stand on his shoulders and see further and do more was doing everything in his power to facilitate radically apostolic behavior in the next generation that came up underneath his authority. And so pastors that are listening to this, don't think to yourself, oh my goodness, you know, how do we get somebody that's apostolic? I promise you, people that are apostolic, they want to come to small churches. They want to come to the next generation. They love those those little settings where five or six people gather around in chairs and begin to talk about apostolic ministry and they get to impart. Don't feel like you got a small church so you can't invite somebody that's that. Don't do that to yourself. 
Go on and call that guy. Go on and say, hey, we need you. We're hungry for apostolic ministry. And that's how you can start locally before you ever send them globally. You can start by investing that that spiritual seed in them, that spiritual exposure, that spiritual experience, um, apostolic experience in them right there in your local church. And listen, if you feel like you're too small of a church to do it by yourself, we are all hungry for apostolic ministry right now. What's wrong with five or six churches in a district, a section coming together and saying, look, maybe I can't afford to do this by myself, but we need the exposure of apostolic ministry. Let's all come in one church. We'll do it on a Saturday and Sunday. We'll let uh, uh, an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher come in, speak to us, have an apostolic mentoring session live, and then we'll do it on Sunday where we practice it together and everybody gets healed and everybody gets the Holy Ghost. You can do it. There is always a way to facilitate apostolic exposure and apostolic impartation if you're really hungry for it. Amen. So the moral of the story is we have to invest you have to in our in, in our churches and our next yes. generation because we don't have much time <laughs> it's intentional you have to be intentional, intentional because we are up against the clock and so if we're not intentional we're going to look back over our shoulder and know that we missed a moment but if we will be intentional about that radical exposure radical impartation that radical equipping that you are so passionate about if you can collaborate and cooperate and communicate with pastors around you and leaders around you and facilitate that radical exposure moment locally Okay, I am passionate about collaboration, cooperation, and communication. That's something that eats me up. When you can get guys that and, and ministers that, that are all passionate about the same thing, and maybe they can't do it by themselves, but together doesn't nobody cares who gets the credit, nobody cares whose church it in, just so that we can do it is all that matters. We gotta do it. That's right. Uh, so let, let's tell our listeners a little bit about, um, your apostolic mentoring classes. Yes. First, let's talk about where that was birthed. What, what led you to, to, to do that, to, to put those on? Yes, sir. Pastor. Well, here's the deal. You know, we've done crusades for over at least a decade. Well, 20 years I've been doing crusades around the world and two decades, I guess. And um, 20 years, you know, I've been a part of some of the greatest crusades, worked with some of the greatest apostles, Billy Cole, um, Brother Bishop Garlitz from West Virginia, um, David Bounds from West Virginia, Charlie Wright, um, just, just, you know, some of the greatest, just really great apostolic guys that, that just love the truth and wanted to impart to the next generation. And so... Being a part of those meetings, I've really um, just felt like it was a gift from God to be exposed to some of those really great people. And so um, when we started leading our own crusades, we started, I felt very passionate about not simply um, 
people not just seeing things, but people really apprehending apostolic ministry. And so on the crusades, it's where it began is we would start these training sessions and I would bring in people like Alan Shaw, that, that great apostle from Pakistan. And he would start just imparting to the next generation, the things he's seen and done and the how the, the five W two H of how to be apostolic. And, you know, just, I mean, those guys are priceless treasures and, so I'd bring those guys in the crusade teams with us and they would deliver their heart, soul, spirit. And, and so after those crusades and when we hit uh, this COVID pandemic, I felt like we cannot miss a moment to continue training apostolic people to be apostolic in demonstration and power. And so we started these Monday night, um, 7 p.m. GMT plus two, uh, that's basically Berlin time, uh, sessions, a one-hour session where I would just, uh, these Zoom meetings where I would bring in these apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, and I would ask them to come on the call, speak to us about apostolic principles, and at the end of the call, I want them to impart the gifts of the Spirit, impart apostolic ministry. I want them to pray the prayer of faith over everybody on those meetings. And so for almost a year now, we've been, well, yes, sir, a year, July will be a year. We've been doing apostolic mentoring sessions every Monday night uh, on our Facebook page, Charles and Stacy Robinette, and our YouTube channel, the same thing, Charles and Stacy Robinette. So we've been doing this Facebook deal, this Facebook Live and Zoom Live uh, session of apostolic mentoring and um, just uh, just last week, uh, June, uh, June 6th, actually, we started turning those apostolic mentoring sessions into a podcast, and now they're available on Spotify and all of that, um, and just trying to get these resources, these apostolic equipping moments in the hands of everybody who really wants them. And so uh, it was born out of a passion to provide God's people with real equipping, not just an exciting moment. They've got to have the tools. Tell me how. Don't tell me what God did. Tell me how to do it myself. And so um, that's what I'm passionate about. I want people to do it themselves. I don't think that God intended for anybody to have the corner on the market. I think that's such a foolish mentality that that anybody apostolic would think, wow, I've got the corner on the market. We should give ourselves away 100% to everybody who wants it, who's desperate. It does not serve the kingdom for me to be the only uh, international evangelist that makes no sense what makes sense is a million people that operate in the apostolic fivefold ministry and the gifts of the spirit running all around the world that's how we start having billion soul revivals and so because of our passion to see billion soul revivals we put this apostolic mentoring um, uh, sessions together every monday night and we're just trying to put the tools in the hands of people who want to be used of god wow and it certainly has been a blessing. Um, just some of some of the material that has been on there has been incredible. It's been incredible. Uh, and so, uh, keep on doing it, friend. I say, keep on doing it uh, because God God is going to bless that. Um, and that's that's really the key. It, it's 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 being available, um, and it's 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 going to be sacrificial. There's there's going to be we're going to have to give time. We're going to have to give energy, finances, whatever it is. Um, it. You know, and, and I 
I know of 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 a uh, a local minister who brags about giving five dollars a week to missions. That's not something to brag about. So, you know, and and, and I. It's, it's, I just, you know, it, it's things like that, that I don't get. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you can encourage your people to fall in love with missions. That's it, brother. That's it. You have, it. you have those people come in, talk about their mission trips, talk about what's going on, get them invested, not only, yeah. you know, emotionally, but yes, get them connected to those men and women of God that are overseas. Well, the reality pastor is that you cannot outgive God. Whatever, if you have a sacrificial church and they're pouring out globally, you better believe that God will not be a debtor to any man. So he's going to, he's going to, whatever you've given away, it's going to come back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It's not just going to be finances restored to you, which it will be. God will restore that abundantly a hundredfold. But on top of that, because you have been so passionate about radical sacrifice, God is going to add to your church good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and you're going to have a local harvest that's so big it can't fit in the building, and that's going to facilitate you to give even more globally. And so anybody who thinks that it's exciting, man, to talk about giving $5, give me a break. What's wrong with it? You know, you can't have revival that way. That's, you, just close, you close your hands, and guess what? God does too. Wow. And you see it, and then quite frankly, you see that you'll see that in yeah. in those in those churches that that have yeah. that mentality. Uh, and you know, I was thinking about this apostolic mentoring thing just now. One of the things my wife and I are we've been praying about, and and because of the question you asked about how do you do it locally, one thing I feel so passionate about in regards to this uh, transition from being a point of missionary in the German speaking nations to fully international evangelist is that we want to facilitate apostolic mentoring sessions locally all around North America. And there's a lot of places that I know where you have home missions churches. I'm very passionate about home missions churches. My wife and I have, from the day that we started evangelizing 20-something years ago, we have always, whenever we're traveling, we, we call the North American missions director and tell them, is there, a, is there a NAM church that needs revival? Is there a NAM church with people sitting on the pew that need the Holy Ghost? And we go preach for those pastors and we won't take a dime from them. I've never taken a dime from a whole missions church. I won't do it because it's my way to give back to the kingdom. And so that's what I want to see happen in these last days is my wife and I feel very passionate about going to these North American missions churches that maybe cannot afford to send somebody on a crusade and cannot yet afford to get their young people connected on a global level. But if we could come in to a group of NAM churches and come to a group of a sectional group and spend two or three days doing for them what we do on a crusade, where we do apostolic mentoring on location, and then we have an explosion of revival, that to me is so fulfilling to see the, the every local church, NAM churches and established works as well, getting those apostolic exposure moments locally, we should be trying intentionally to do that right now. Uh, that that is uh, that is powerful. Uh, but that is a reality. And again, you yes, know, sir. it's gonna come back to uh, 
we're racing against yep. the clock. You oh, know? that's it. Um, and, and so we have to make those investments, yes, um, sir. be willing to make those sacrifices. Yes, sir. And God will, every single time, he's going to meet that every and exceed time. that. Every time. So whatever we and I, I, I'm gonna tell you, I have seen that time and time again. There have been times where I felt God tell me to give, and I'm like, I don't know that I can do that. Yes, sir. I just, <laughs> uh, I, I, I might be late on my electrical. But are you sure? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just feeling. And then I'm like, okay, do it. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time, when you feel like you can't do something, but you feel like God told you to do it. It definitely wasn't you telling you to do it. So do it. Yeah. <laughs> and God will yes, bless sir. it. And you'll get it back. Yes, and then he'll ask you to do it again. And then sure. he'll give it back. And then so that, yeah. I mean, it's, if you're giving out of being a cheerful giver, wanting to give, wanting to help, that's the, that's, that's, that's the key. That's good. Yes, sir. Well, we're getting close to the 40-minute mark. Um, is there anything else um, that you feel we should leave our listeners with in this episode? Well, I would say uh, just the last thing is, you know, God wants to use every single one of you. Every single one of you, God has a place in the fivefold ministry for you. He has gifts that he wants to impart to you and equip you with. Do, do not allow the devil to tell you that's for somebody else. I don't have the pedigree. I don't have any kind of a background that would facilitate an apostolic ministry. That's nonsense. In these last days, God is going to use every man, woman, and child who is hungry for apostolic ministry, who's passionate for kingdom expansion, not for your own glory, not so you can etch your name somewhere and say, look what I've done, but so that we can genuinely see a global harvest that impacts the eight billion souls in this world. And so don't stand afar off. Don't look at this from a distance and like the mm. sons of the prophets and say, wow, look at look oh, at that. We Don't you dare do that in these last days. You need to just say yes to God right now. You need to say, God, I'm going to say yes to the fivefold ministry. I'm going to say mm. yes to the gifts of the spirit. I'm mm. going to say yes to radical submission and radical humility and radical sacrifice because God, I don't want to tell somebody else's testimonies. I want my own testimonies in these last days. I want to win houses and cities and nations. I want to be a part of this end time revival. So don't stand afar off. Don't look at this and say it can't happen for you. I prophesy now in the name of Jesus that God is going to use you and God is going to anoint you and God will empower you and God will equip you and you will be a mighty warrior in God's kingdom in these very last of days and you will see it with your own eyes. Miracle signs and wonders Jeez. in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Praise God. Mm. Hallelujah. Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's, it's right there. It is right there. It really is, Pastor. It is right there. So, Wow. Thank you so much for your time. This has been an incredible session. I, this is so appreciated uh, and so needed. We, we've, got to, we've got to do more. There, there's so much more for us to do. And, and there are too many people sitting on they're warming a pew when God has so much more for their lives. Yeah. You know, COVID hits and they're yeah. stepping outside. They're not even coming to the church building anymore. So true. So we've, true. we've got, we, we have got to get back yeah. and we're going to get back yeah. in apostolic authority, apostolic okay. demonstration yes. in okay. being radically apostolic. Yes. Amen. 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 Well, I love you, brother. I'm humbled that you let me come on this podcast and be with you. And I feel your very genuine apostolic spirit and your hunger for it, Pastor. And boy, I'm just, I feel a kindred spirit. Thank you for letting me connect with you this way. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you. And hey, who knows? Maybe we'll do it again. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We love you. And uh, I'll love be in bro. touch. Okay. God bless. Then. This podcast is made possible because of listeners like you who are willing to bridge the gap. We now have a sponsorship program on our Anchor website in which you can become a monthly sponsor of $1, $5, or $10 a month. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.